Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,221. You never find happiness until you stop looking for it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in all the way from beautiful Newport, Rhode Island, David O'Hara. Hey, David, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right, here we go. David O'Hara is the CEO of Block Chaser, a website that monitors the collector car auction market. He also provides digital sales and marketing services to various leading websites. He began his career marketing recording artists at Virgin Records, Sony Records, and Elton John's Rocket Record label. From there, he migrated to print media, working with companies from the luxury lifestyle venue, including the lovely Rob Report and New England Home, launching numerous new products, websites, and lead transformational initiatives to position companies for acquisition and or financial turnaround. From there, he moved into new media and served as EVP and managing director of a mobile marketing firm. He co-founded and served as CEO of Coakley, a tech development company, and he launched HubTabs, providing retailers with in-store interactive solutions. David is a member of numerous media, marketing, and technology organizations. So David, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your career and your passion for automobiles? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been entrepreneurial most of my life. I segued, I guess, through three different industries. As you mentioned, I started out in the music industry, growing up a drummer. Uh, what's interesting is I, I think I got into the business side of music because I was nervous to make one of my passions work. And then here I am today trying to make one of my passions work. But uh, I moved from the music industry into media, as you mentioned, uh, first position at uh, Rob Report, selling advertising, and you know really worked my way up from there. And then into technology, helping some major retailers. And you know nowadays, I'm really just combining all the common threads of the different industries that I've worked in and pulling it together and inserting a passion, like I talked about, which one of them is music, but the other one is definitely cars. I've always been a car guy. And you know, now, if I can find a way to make myself feel like I'm not working, then I guess that's the way to be. So you hear that a lot, but we're all working at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I know one of my regular listeners and one of my longtime sponsors, Chris Kimball, a financial advisor, is listening to the show. He's got a big smile on his face because He's a big car guy. He's got a Pantera, but he has been a drummer his whole life and a very good drummer, too. So you guys share share a passion there. So We share a passion in Panteras, too. Uh, well, good. Awesome. <laughs> well, he, now he's got an even bigger smile. So uh, shout right. out to Chris this morning. Well, as we continue your journey here, David, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking, those Pantera Tire smoking, I should say, with all the power those cars have. So, David, take the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. So, thought about this quite a bit. And I think the one I keep coming back to is you never find happiness until you stop looking for it. And I, I guess what's <laughs> a little funny or ironic is I, I feel like I'm still working at not looking for it. But that said, it's just an ongoing, I guess, mantra in my life that you have to focus on what's in front of you, what's important in your life, what you have today, and you can grow your life that way versus 
always trying to chase the next big thing. So that's always been something that's kind of helped me stay grounded, both personally and professionally. Has that worked well for you in the pivots you've made in, in all the different changes in your industry and careers? Because you, you've, you've done a lot of really cool things, but you said at the beginning, there's a common thread through a lot of these that kind of has, well, not kind of, but it's woven together to create where you are today with Block Chaser. So would you say that concept works well for the path you've taken in your career? Yeah. So I think finding what you're good at, and for me, has always been, you know, leadership and innovation and sales and marketing, to be honest with you. And you also know what you're not good at. But if you really focus on what you have today and what you're good at, I think that's where you can find growth. And changing industries, you take a little bit from everything and you'll find that there's things I learned 20 years ago in the music industry that I'm applying today in the collector car market. So, I, I, yeah, it has served me really well. Very cool. I love it. Well, let's share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? It's hard to remember not liking cars. And I think the story will start out the same. For me, I guess there was a culmination to it, but it was probably a process. So when I was young, you know, like many people, matchbox cars, Hot Wheels, my mother always described me as I, I play with two things, Legos and matchbox cars. <laughs> so yeah. I was probably building houses with garages or building yep. dealerships me. and parking the car out. So <laughs> I guess that too. explains the Legos. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, from there, you transition all of a sudden into subscribing to every magazine, Road and Track, Car and Driver. I mean, I had to look up words. I could, you know, only read so well at that young age. My dad worked at a car dealership, so I was always surrounded by vehicles in that way. And he was a car guy himself. But that said, like many people, by the time he got married and all that, he... He, he didn't necessarily have the cars around personally himself. I mean, he had so many cool cars before I was born that, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, kind of say, well, why couldn't you have those cars, uh, you know, as I get older? But anyways, you know, I think it was the process ended with this culmination when I was probably just after college in my early 20s. And this is the point where I went from working in the music industry to getting into media. And thanks to working for Rob Report, you know, that was the heyday. The economy was going nuts. And yeah. we had a lot of fun. I got to do things. I, you know, my parents didn't grow up with much. I, I grew up middle class and I, I got to really experience some things that I didn't have the affluence to experience in my 20s. And I remember right. going to my first Scottsdale. I remember going to my first Monterey Car Week. There was a point I remember specifically that I was in a hotel room at the Regent Beverly Wilshire, and I didn't pack enough underwear, apparently. And I sent it down to be dry cleaned. It showed up in a basket with a silk ribbon on it. I think the suite was so big that I didn't have enough time to even get to the door. I had to chase the guy down the hall. And again, as a middle-class guy, this isn't something I normally experienced. And I guess I'm explaining these details because it was an immersive experience. And I think the show still goes on today, but they do a Father's Day where they take the they take Rodeo Drive and it turns oh, into yeah. a car ship, yeah. right? That's yeah, the they still do that. Yep. So this was the first year they did that. And I don't know if they still do it, but they obviously I haven't been there since, but they they carpeted, red carpeted the whole street. And I was fortunate enough to be in a road rally. And I was in the rally. Chrysler had given us a Viper to drive. And I'm in the road rally with Carol Shelby. And oh. his, I think his fourth of six wives at the time, maybe his fifth, but he, uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, standing and we, we went through this road rally and we're going up, uh, Pacific coast highway, 140 miles an hour. We're only in third gear. Oh. And I don't know if Chrysler would have heard this at the time, but it's okay now. And lunch was at Larry Hagman's house. 
So oh my gosh. I worked in the music. Was Jeannie serving lunch <laughs> by any chance? <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I mean, it was, it was silly. Surreal. Right? Yeah. So surreal. And again, just this immersive car experience where you can like cars and we're surrounded by lots of great cars. And, and I worked in the music industry. I met so many famous people and I cared less so much about being at Larry Hagman's house as I was spending a couple of days with Carol Shelby. And I think that whole experience was the culmination where starting out as a little kid with matchbox cars to 20 years later, calling my dad and I don't get giddy often, but calling my dad and saying, Hey dad, guess what I'm doing right now? You know, luckily his house was 25,000 square feet. So I found a corner and I'm like, dad, guess what I'm doing right now? He's like, Oh, what? I'm like, I'm with Carol Shelby at Larry Hagman's house having lunch. They just hired an airplane to fly barnstorm the house and put an air show on for us. And (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, I'll talk more about this, but I guess it's about, you know, cars, bring people together. We all love the cars. We look at the cars, but it's the people, it's the experience. And yeah. I think that's really the process that I went through that made me realize that cars just make me feel good. Yeah. You know, there's nothing better than finding yourself in a career where you're getting paid to do what you love and you stop for a moment, smell the flowers or roses, whatever, and go, I'm really here. I'm really doing this. This is incredible. This is the secret sauce. This is the golden ticket. This is how to live your life. And it is a, a really special time. I had to laugh at the underwear story. <laughs> I, I was uh, years ago, uh, in a former career, I was traveling abroad in Europe, trying to find cool products to sell. And I found myself in a very nice hotel in Paris. And the same thing, I was running low on clothes. So I sent them down, they came up and uh, my wife had flown in to join me so that she could spend a week with me afterwards in Paris. And and the, the basket shows up with the underwear with the ribbons. And I said, this is the way I'd like my underwear washed from now on. Uh, of course, that didn't go over very well. Yeah, I don't so, know. Okay. <laughs> not at all. I don't think I've seen that ribbon since. Yeah, yeah. as a matter of fact. But uh, she goes, well, if you want to do that, go for it, dude. Have yeah. some fun. But, uh, oh, that's fun. Well, what a great story. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way somewhere. No doubt you've met up with something along the way that challenged you that made you kind of question things. Walk us through that, and more importantly, what did you learn from that situation so that you can move forward in a positive way? Yeah, absolutely. So being entrepreneurial, you learn so much about your failures. I mean, you do in any career, anyone in their life, you learn so much about things that maybe didn't go as you planned, or you had actually you know, architected the whole thing as best as you could, and then when it really came down, when the rubber met the road, that perhaps it just didn't play out the way you thought it did. It, it's there's so many of those experiences, it's hard to pick one, but I think the one I'll, I'll, I'll say right now is I'm in the middle of it right now. So Blockchaser, we launched it a few years back and we raised money. We launched it. We were you know, leading the market. We were doing something that we knew was hot. The auctions were on TV, all of this. We staffed up and you know, we, we were really getting some great traction. And then you know, there's that point where you hit a little bit of a headwind and car guys, right? You never like to pull back the throttle. You always like to keep the pedal down and, right. but you know, had to do it. So here I am today in the middle of one of those challenges where I'm still working at, and this is what I like about your show. Your show is about people who are, you know, inspirational. Some people are at the top of the mountain. Some people are still climbing the mountain. I'm still climbing the mountain. So I feel like I'm in the middle of that challenge today as we speak even. I am still working as we speak at validating my concepts, testing, learning, ramping things up. So yeah, so every day I'm learning something, but you, every day 
you have to go on what you learned the day before. So right. you know, all my failures, I've, I've learned a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because so many people see companies launch, they look at them from the outside, and they have no idea the work and effort that goes on inside, nor what is going on inside. And we even see that with massive companies that we think are so successful. I mean, we've seen companies like GM go through this and Ford and Chrysler, and all of a sudden it's like, what do you mean they're having troubles? How how could that be? <laughs> they're a giant, and how could they how could they hit some bumps in the road? But I would imagine the biggest way to get through these things and something you could share with our listeners, would it be that when you encounter those things, not only expect that they're going to be coming, but kind of roll with the punches? I know that's a little bit of a cliche, but for those listeners out there that might be going through something similar, either big or small, it doesn't matter. It could even be in a relationship. What would be your best piece of advice to give them encouragement that it's going to be okay? Just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it goes back to learning from what you did. And rolling with the punches is entirely a part of it. Because every time you look back, everyone sees the things that went wrong, and they get anxiety over it, and they get upset about it. But you have to look at all the things that went right to get you to where you are. I mean, there's only so many things, but it's human nature. We focus on the couple of things that went wrong, but we can learn from all the things that went right, as well as the things that went wrong, of course. But yeah, I think you have to roll with the punches. You absolutely do. You you have to have some thick skin and you have to learn. And one thing that the hundreds of race car drivers I've had on the show, every single one of them says the exact same words, thanks to Sir Winston Churchill, never, ever, never, ever, ever give up. Just keep working at it. Be smart. Keep working at it. Awesome. Awesome story. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. Talk about your first really special vehicle, that first vehicle that you got that had great meaning for you, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Sure. It's pretty easy. It was probably, well, it was my first car. So again, my dad worked for a car dealership. We had, you know, some connections and the owner of the dealership had a 1988 Ford Mustang GT convertible that was down at his uh, summer house. And like some dealerships owners do, kind of forgot he had it, right? I mean, the thing was sitting there and uh, over the winter, I guess he hadn't been down to the house. And the reason I have a chuckle in my voice is because I'm watching now these Fox Body Mustangs Uh selling for thirty, forty thousand. I think just last week there was a Cobra SVT low miles that sold for one hundred and thirty thousand (laughs) dollars. I know. I don't know. I mean, some people maybe had uh, a little crazier first cars than I did, so maybe these things aren't a surprise. But for me, there's this. I guess experience I'm having now of watching people suddenly grasping their youth with the cars that they first had and buying them, whether it be at auction or private sales today. So yeah, for me, it was that car. You know, again, I was a drummer, a musician, and a car guy. Played sports when I was younger, but as I get older, I really fell into, you know, music and cars, and it just kept me out of a whole lot of trouble, to be honest with you. Well, how on earth did you get all your drums in a Mustang convertible? (laughs) Well, again, my dad worked for a dealership, so we put him in his pickup truck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the, yeah, the best kind of truck to have is a friend with a truck or a dad absolutely, with a truck. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're lucky, man. Being a young kid with a convertible, yeah, that's a cool deal. I I wanted a convertible so bad for a first car, but it uh, wasn't meant to be for me. How about Sellers or Morris? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? That's a, that's a hard one. Um, all right, so I'm going to bend the rules here a little bit because okay. I think there's two cars that – I can't imagine I'll ever be able to acquire, but it's a fun little dream to have. And so my dad helped manage a Shelby Cobra race team, Ford, Harford, Worcester, Massachusetts, back in the 60s. 
and there's two Cobras down in Sam Pax collection in Texas. Uh, uh, CSX 2109, so a 289, and CSX 3198, which is a 427 one-of-one dragon snake. I mean, these cars are worth so much money Whoa. that I, I don't think I'm going to get there. But my dad, while he didn't own them, he was just involved and managed the team. Yeah. Um, I mean, he the idea that he flew out with that check in his pocket out to Shelby, and they actually, at LAX, the car wasn't ready. They gave him a GT350 in a trailer and said, hey, go race this for the week while we finish the car. Oh, my. I mean, I mean the idea of nowadays showing up a week before a car is ready, you think you would have got a text or a phone call, but back then it was you know so different. Right. So, um, yeah, so those are probably two cars that just sort of have some history or provenance with my dad and my family who, you know, my dad's no longer with us. But I I, I think, you know, people say if you hit the lottery, what would you buy? Uh, hopefully I can talk Sam into selling me those cars for a decent price. Yeah, the car that could have been. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool having a dad that did that. And I'm guessing old Carol Shelby, knowing him uh, the way I do. He probably didn't want to tell your dad that car wasn't ready until he got there, because once he's there, what's he going to do? He's kind of stuck. But if he's still back home, he might have another option. It might not bring that check out there, you know? So I'm guessing that's why that happened. But Yeah, you're uh, right. Pr- pretty good technique, actually. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Probably so. Well, he was a he was a car salesman. So, uh, you know, they have ways of getting things done the right way and eventually putting dreams in people's garages, which is the fun part. Well, I would love for you to share what is going on. What has you fired up today about Block Chaser? Tell our listeners a little more about what they can expect, how to use this tool, why they should use this tool, and what's so fun about it. Sure. So there are certainly plenty of websites, and I use them myself, that monitor the market. There's ones that tell you valuation on vehicles. There's ones that tell you what has been bought and sold, how much it's sold for. There's apps, there's websites. There's a handful, right? Right. And for us, what we're really focused on today is showing people cars available in the market. So we're less about results. We're more about what's available in the market. Wow. Um, so really, you know, we, we sometimes we call those open lots. So it's what's what's available versus a closed lot, what's already sold. I mean, that makes great news, but we really want to fire up people to know what they can buy. And a couple of things that we're in the process of validating and testing, for example, are being a central place where you can register to bid or consign a car. Um, so we get constant emails all the time every day about how do I register for that? How do I consign? I'm, you know, uh, registered at this auction house. Does it work at this auction house? So, you know, that's something we're seeing a lot of traction on. And then another one, which I've turned a challenge into an opportunity is we're working on how do we segment the fans versus the actual collector car owners. That's always been a big challenge in this part of the market, Mm. right? So there are people who have more knowledge, just like sports, right? They know the stats, they know everything about a car, but yet they don't, whether they don't have the affluence or they're just too busy or for whatever reason, they, they don't even own the cars and they're, they're huge fans and they're a part of the market really. So we're right now just started testing and there are some other versions of this and some people have done it, but we have such a huge fan base of people who aren't buying and selling the cars that we're, how do we get them involved? So we're working right now on uh, validating uh, fantasy auctions. So we just launched that the other day, wow. uh, giving those guys. Yeah. So back before, let's see. So now it's Motor Trend and then it was Velocity, but before Discovery ever bought the channel, it was Speed, and Speed right. had, a, had a great fantasy program, and they just kind of dropped it when it turned to Velocity. Mm-hmm. You know, Barrett Jackson has their Auction Insider, which is a fun game, and so forth. And there, there's some other sites that have you know taken a little bit of a swing at it, but you know, we're really we already have the audience. We have 
We have a lot of people every month following us on social, coming to the site, over 100,000. And, you know, I know there's a lot of them who want to have fun with it, but can't necessarily buy the car. So how do we get them involved? So that's where the fantasy auctions is happening. And that's something I'm excited about. Well, no doubt. And, you know, this hits a, a, a great chord with me. I'll give you an example. And there's so many cars I would love to have that I'll never be able to afford to have because they're just crazy. Like, you know, like those, those Cobras that you want to park in your garage. The sure. numbers are just outlandish. But it's fun to play the game. And also, when I get magazines like Sports Car Market with, you know, Keith Martin. Uh, and, and a shout out to Keith. I know he's uh, he's challenged right now with a real serious health issue that he's dealing with. I just want to say, hey, Keith, keep up the good work. Keep up the fight. Uh, we'll see you on the other side of things here. But when I get that publication, I the thing I first do is start going through and going, oh, what if, what if, what if? All these cars that had sold and what are they selling for? What would I buy? And every time I open a spread, okay, I can pick one car from the spread. What would it be? And then the next one. And then the next one. So that fantasy concept is fun for people at all different levels because I don't care how rich you are. There's always somebody richer than you that has sure. more more cars than you have. Or if you only have one little car or no cars and you aspire to have a car someday. So I think that's a great thing you're doing. Where do people find Blockchaser? Sure. Just simply blockchaser.com. And of course, you'll find us on all the social media channels. Our largest presence is on Facebook. I think we have around 50,000 on Facebook. Our site, we have about 90,000 a month coming to our site. Um, But, you know, again, we're just building back up. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, David, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell a market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah! guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah! TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Okay, David, we are back. And before I jump into the last lap, I have a very introspective question for you. 
If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a car, not what you want to be, but what you are, how you perceive yourself, a little uh, introspection, a little reflection here, what would David be and why? Well, I guess those are two different questions, right? So oh, yeah. I, I love to think that uh, I'm a muscle car because I like to put my head down and run through walls. But that said, <laughs> I, I think your question makes me think about why I've owned as daily drivers so many Audis in a row. And this question might bore people, but I think I would be an Audi RS4. The reason for that, it's you know versatile, it's powerful, it's understated. It's You can put snow tires on it and drive in the car. You can put a kid seat in the back if that's where you're yeah. at in your life. You know, I'd, I'd love to explain myself as an Italian exotic, but I'm only half Italian. I'd love to explain myself as something else. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I'm just a good old Audi. There you go. O'Hara, Italian. What, how yeah. did that work out? Yeah, I'm an Irishman <laughs> raised by a pack of Italians. There you go. On the mom's side, no doubt. So Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Very cool. Well, this is the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Audi R4. I love those cars, by the way. Throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice? you've ever received? So someone once told me that the car industry and the car hobby is really about the people. I guess how that translates in, into advice, it's you always have to remember there's you know people behind all these cars, right? Cars can't exist on their own. People build the cars, people market the cars, people own the cars. This is why you'll ask most car folks, why do they go to car shows, whether they're just attending or they're bringing their car? And they always tell you, yeah, it's the cars, but it's the people. So I, I think the piece of advice I've gotten is just to remember that this whole thing really is backed by people. Yeah. You know, I can tell you with uh, definitive optimism and positivity, after 1,221 interviews, it is about the people. And, and being so fortunate to attend so many cool events like I get to do, and now with the Cars Yeah TV show where I get to go and spend time with my guests and shoot a TV show with them, the cars are just the catalyst that kind of bring us all together, but it's the people. It's always the people. Car Week, uh, Amelia Island coming up here. I mean, all these great events. I'm going to be at a wonderful event in Costa Mesa, the Classic Auto Show here in March. And they have 2,000 cars, but it's going to be about all the friends that come together and the people we meet. I get to interview oh, about seven or eight past cars. Yeah, I guess are going to be on the celebrity stage. And it's always the people, the people, the people. You're, you're spot on with that one, David. Absolutely. How about a personal habit? Now, you talked about putting your head down and running through walls. I got a headache thinking about that, but <laughs> I understand the metaphor there. Uh, what is a personal habit that you think has contributed to your many successes? So as I've learned over time, because I've gone through phases of my life where I did and where I didn't, is exercise. And yeah. I'm going to say it helps your brain more than your body, and that allows you to do great things. So yeah. staying active and exercise, maybe it's a utilitarian example, but I can't think of anything else that has in recent times, you know, really projected me forward. Yeah, something I need to be more diligent about. I'm trying very hard this year to do that. So as soon as we're done, you've inspired me, David. I'm going to go jump on the treadmill, get in the gym, and uh, get that blood flowing to my brain a little bit. Lord knows I need it. So now how about a resource? Is there a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? I kind of think I, I know of one. Well, besides blockchase. <laughs> there you go. That's no, the one I was going to recommend. Yeah, thank yeah. you. No, there, there's so, so many out there, right? There, there's a lot that uh, touch on the collector car market, and I use them myself. I, I don't really see all of them as competitors. I, I see what we do a little bit differently. But I think just in business, and I gravitate towards things that I can apply to both business and life. You know, I try to read a lot of books, and I find that there's always a handful of books, or even just a few books every year that you read that, to me, 
exceed beyond any podcast, any website, any other utility that I might reference regularly. And I love the idea of a book that hit you so well that you pick it up for months and years to come. You just check back in for a tune-up, whether it be a, a chapter or a couple chapters just to get you back on track. And this book is certainly not you know, a stranger to most people. A lot of people know it. But The Lean Startup by Eric Reese for me, is a book that I constantly refer back to. And it's one that always reminds you to not go too far with anything before you've really validated it. And so, yeah, so I, I, I think for me, it's that and just books that I find I can always go back and read and reread and just check back in on. Absolutely. I love it. Well, you jumped ahead to a question, but that's okay. Because I always ask my guests for a great book. And that is a great book. Absolutely fantastic. Glad you referenced that. The Lean Startup. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Well, I would have said Carol Shelby, but I was fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah, so. you got to have lunch at Larry's house, <laughs> yeah, for goodness. Well, you've already done that. The old lunch at Larry's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lunch at Larry's. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would have to say Enzo Ferrari. What I find fascinating is I actually probably haven't fulfilled my interest in him. I've always thought about reading more about him. Of course, I know his general background and mm-hmm. I know all these things. But I, I think to be able to sit down and chat with Enzo Ferrari and maybe not having read as much about him as I'd like to, I would, it'd be a great experience. So yeah. 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 Uh, imagine spending a week with him back in the day at the Ferrari factory or better yet, bringing him back to life now and walking through the Ferrari factory and showing him that legacy that he's created and where it's come to uh, would just be mind blowing. I think. Yeah. I think so. 40% of the revenue is merchandise now. So he might be surprised to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, that's as long as he's sponsoring the racing and paying for racing, he doesn't care where the money comes from. Absolutely. You know, that was his whole thing. So very cool. Well, I'll remind you listeners, you can find all these great resources on David's very own show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in David O'Hara, fine Italian name, O apostrophe H-A-R-A, and that'll pop right up. All right, David, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you... I think I already know the answer, but we'll go through the process anyway here. Any one cool collector car on the planet, but of course, you got to stick to the rules. It's the only collector car you can have. you got to drive it, no garage queens allowed, and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So is it going to be that Cobra? Is there something else you want in your garage? Well, Mark, if you're buying, you better get your checkbook out. Okay. And this is what I love because it's a garage queen, but I would drive it. So uh, a 63 Ferrari 250. GT short wheelbase, but I'll surprise most people and say a Berlinetta and gray, not red. You know, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, you picked a car that tugs on my heartstrings. I love those cars. They're absolutely fantastic. And in gray, because most of them, of course, are red, like a lot of Ferraris, but that car is gorgeous in gray. I love and a gray I, Ferrari. Yeah. And I've seen one. So yeah, I know exactly the car to go get you. So I will get to work. All right. That, you know, see what I can do for you. And uh, the fact that you live all the way across the country, we'll wait till that the severe weather you're having this year warms up a little bit. And then I'll drive it over here from the West Coast all the way across the country. Um, maybe stop at Larry's house and have lunch on the way there. <laughs> uh, that'd be kind of fun. Wow. Nice choice, my friend. Iconic choice. Yeah. And that's a car that should be driven. Absolutely. Well, you've taken me on a great ride today. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your 
Automotive Journey and Block Chaser with me and the Cars Yeah audience. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you rip off into the sunset in that 250 short wheelbase? Sure. Uh, so I think I would say, and I referenced this earlier, it, you know, test and validate everything before you build it up. You can really put that to your personal or professional life. Um, for me in business, it's, you know, I've had some good success along the way. And I think to make sure that everything you're doing is something that's valuable and something that's going to take you to where you want to be. There's so many ways to be able to do that before you get there. So I think that's it. I think it's really just to, you know, dip your toes in the water, make sure you're measuring things, you know, validate everything before you grow it. Yeah, much uh, build that runway, build that landing strip, if you will, uh, before you do that. But most importantly, have fun while you're doing it. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about BlockChaser? Absolutely. So you can just simply go to blockchaser.com. Again, we're on all the social media channels. And of course, you can subscribe to our newsletter uh, on our website at blockchaser.com. I would encourage you to do just that, listeners. Blockchaser.com, very, very cool. Well, David, thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your many cool experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.